This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, Pastor Rick continues in a series called 40 Days of Love. In these lessons, Rick looks into the Bible to help you better understand God's great love for you and to empower you to love others the way Jesus does. But first, in just a bit, we'll tell you how to get Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love Bible Study with six video sessions and workbook. It's perfect for individual study and also great to do with a small group of friends. You can take a sneak peek by going to PastorRick.com while you listen. Or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part three of a message called, Loving Like Jesus Loves Me. Now let me just get real pointed here. The people who told you growing up that you didn't matter, that you were worthless, that you'd never amount to anything, that you weren't worth squat, were liars. They lied to you. They may have even been your parents, but they lied to you. And they may have said it in anger, they may have said it in hurt, but the fact is it was a lie. You are valuable because God made you and you are valuable because Jesus paid for you. He died for all your sins and God says, you are worthy enough, you are valuable enough for me to send my son to die for you. I'm willing to exchange my son's life for yours. Look at the next verse. Here's how much Jesus loves you. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has, been, has born. He says, though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Did you know that when you get to heaven, the only scars you're gonna see in heaven will be the scars on Jesus, where he was nailed to the cross because for eternity, people are gonna be able to see, this is how much I love you. See the, see the nail prints in my hand? See the scars where they nailed me to the cross? I don't want you to ever forget, this is how much I love you. I have engraved you, I have tattooed you on the palms of my hands. I couldn't forget you. A mom might forget her baby, but there's no way I'm ever gonna forget you. Every time I look at my hands, I think that's how much I love you. You are not just worthy. You're not just acceptable. You are valuable. You're valuable. God says, that's how much I value. Now Jesus says, I want you to treat that kind of value to everybody else that I love too. Because you know what? I don't just love you that way. I love everybody else that way. Even the people you can't stand. I love them this much. So I expect you, if you're my child, to love these people the same way I love them because I died for them, not just you. And you better treat them the same way that I treat them. Value others the way Jesus values me. How do you do that? 1 Peter 2.17. Let's read it aloud. Treat most people you meet with dignity. No, no, I'm sorry, I misread that. Treat everyone you meet with dignity. 
That means everybody. You know, I looked up that word everyone in the Greek, and you know what it means? It means everyone. <laughs> that means there's nobody you are able or allowed to not treat with dignity. You must treat everyone you meet, even the people you agree with and disagree with, and people you like and don't like, everyone with dignity. How do you do that? Well, there's a couple ways. One of them, as I've said, is the looking at them and listening to them. Looking and loving is a way of treating people with dignity. One of my favorite verses in the Bible, Jesus was walking down the street and a, a young entrepreneur comes up to him and he asks him a question. And this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible on the screen. It says, Jesus looked at him and loved him. He looked and he loved. You can't love without looking. And that's why when people, come, you know, who serve you and like I said, a waitress or anybody that, and you, you don't pay any attention to them, you're not being very loving. You're not being very, when somebody serves you and you don't even look at them, you look and you listen. Love looks and love listens. What am I talking about? I'm talking about just being polite. You don't have a right to be impolite to anyone. I had to go turn some uh, laundry in at, at the uh, cleaners. And Matthew, my son, was sitting in the back seat, and we pulled in, and there was only one open space for the parking uh, in front of this laundry. And every other seat, every other parking spot was taken. And there were two young boys, maybe an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old, standing there in that parking spot with, like, their karate outfits on, you know, the taekwondo, you know, and... And uh, they're, they're standing there, and they had their backs to me, so they didn't, weren't aware that somebody wanted in that parking spot. And so I pulled up, and I thought, I'm not in any hurry. You know, I'll, I'll just wait. These kids will turn around, and they'll see me, and they'll move out of the way. And Josh Matthew goes, um, Dad, why don't you honk? And I said, because it's carom. You know, if you're only 10 feet away, and you hear a, a honk behind you, kind of get your adrenaline growing. And I was like, you know, they'll... They'll eventually turn around and see me and they'll move out of the way. So I'm just, it was no big deal. It was just nothing. And uh, so I'm just waiting there. And about five minutes later, I, uh... <laughs> no, it wasn't that long. But uh, these two boys are talking and, and I just kind of, I was just being nice. And all of a sudden they turn around and they see a car wants to get in there and they go, oh, oh. And they, you know, they move out of the way. This little eight-year-old and 10-year-old. So I pulled in. I got out, and I saw the guys, and I says, so you guys like karate? They go, yeah, yeah, we like it. I said, so like, what belt are you? And I, you know, I just asked him a couple real simple questions. It was nothing to it. No, no, there's no skin off my nose. I'm just being nice. I walk into the, to the um, laundry, and I, I leave my laundry there, and when I come back out, I start to get in my car, and I hear a voice behind me said, can I talk to you a minute? And I turn around and there's a man standing there. He said, I noticed how you dealt with my boys. He said, aren't you a pastor? <laughs> you look like a pastor. I said, no, I just had the flu, I'll get over it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I saw you on TV. <laughs> and he said, I, I, I saw how you treated my boys. I'd like to go to a church like that. 
He's coming to church. Okay, he's coming to church. Now, all it was just polite. It was nothing, really. It was nothing. And yet we live in a world that is rude and impolite and unaccepting and treats people like dirt. So let's take out the flap and let's look at the second homework assignment. Practicing love. This week I will affirm the value of. And I want you to write in somebody's name there who has low self-esteem. Somebody that you can affirm the value of. You can affirm their value when everybody else treats them like dirt, treats them like an outcast, treats them like they don't matter. You treat them like they do matter because they do. They matter to God. And I want you to write down a specific, and don't write somebody in your, in your family because you can always do that. I'm talking about somebody outside of your family. I will show acceptance to and I will affirm the value of. All right, third way to love. I must forgive others like Jesus forgives me. Now we're talking about a step up in being a genuine lover. I must forgive others like Jesus forgives me. Some people think that God carries grudges. They think that God's always mad at them. They think that no matter what they do, whenever they have a problem, they think God's getting even with me. It's like, you know, something fell apart this week, so God remembers what I did three weeks or three months or three years or 30 years ago, and and now God's getting even with me. I know he's doing that. Is that really the way God acts? Uh, No. I did hear this week about a guy who everything went wrong in his life. And on one day, his wife walked out on him. His kids got suspended from school for drugs. He got fired and he smashed his car. And he gets out of his car and he looks up into heaven and he goes, why me, God? Why me, why me, why me? And he hears this voice from heaven that says, because some people just tick me off. (laughs) Is that the way God really responds to us? No, no, God does not carry grudges. Every, all of, all the payment for all the stuff you've done wrong, Jesus Christ took on the cross. You don't have to pay for it. Jesus paid for it. So God says, I want you to learn to forgive others. Pastor Tom is going to come and talk about this one. And look at this, uh, look at this next verse on the outline. What's God really like? We, we grow up, we get this idea that he's, he's up in heaven waiting to zap me for something I do wrong. But here's what he's really like. Isaiah 43, 25. I am the God who forgives your sins, not the God who is waiting to get you. I am the God who forgives your sins, and I do this because of who I am. I will not hold your sins against you. That's who God is. God is a God who wants to forgive, who has done everything he can to forgive our sins in Christ. And here's the amazing thing about this. He's been planning to do this for a long time. Look at this next verse up on the screen. In fact, let's read this verse from Ephesians together. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. 
even before you were born, even before the world was made, God was already planning in Christ to forgive your sins. That's amazing. I mean, just think about that for a minute. All the guilt that's in your life, God made a plan for that guilt to give you forgiveness even before you were born. He knows every wrong thing I'm going to do, every wrong thing you're going to do. None of it's a surprise to him. None of it. It's not like, well, I'm really disappointed in you today. I didn't see that one coming. Look at what you did today. Never. God knows everything we're going to do, and he's already planned to forgive us in Jesus Christ. So that's why God can say this. It's the next verse in your outline. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You might circle that word no. Not a little bit of condemnation or less condemnation. There is absolutely no condemnation because of what Jesus Christ did for us. There's no condemnation, but that's not at no cost, by the way. The next verse reminds us in Matthew that Jesus said, this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. It came at the cost of Jesus' blood. He gave his life so that you and I can be forgiven. And because of that, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That means unconditional, complete, consistent, eternal, by grace, forgiveness in all of our lives. So let's just all do this. Just take a deep breath in with with me and let it out. Just go, (sighs) because what a relief. What a relief that I don't have to pay for my own sins, make up for my own sins, suffer for my sins somehow in eternity. It's paid for by Jesus Christ. I am forgiven. And once I recognize that, that he's forgiven me, then I'm enabled, I'm strengthened to forgive other people in my life. In fact, these next verses talk about how you and I can do that. The Bible says this in Colossians 3.13. You must make allowance for each other's faults. Now, I hate it that the Bible says that. Don't you in some way? I mean, I want other people to make allowance for my faults. Do you like it when you have to make allowance for other people's faults? It's tough to do. But the Bible says make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Or Jesus said this in Luke 6, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn. Let me just stop there for a minute. If you feel like Christians are sent into the world to condemn the world, you got it all wrong. Jesus didn't come into this world to condemn the world. In fact, he said it. I said, I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to save the world. And he sent us into the world for the very same thing. If you're trying to condemn the world around you or think that's what we're here to do, you're going to be a miserable miserable person. We didn't come to condemn. And so when I do that, I'm only going to be miserable. Do not condemn, Jesus said, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Or at the end of a story that Jesus told once about mercy, he said this, shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Because God has given me so much mercy and forgiveness. That gives me the ability to give it to others. When I take a good look at myself, a good look, I see the ugliness. I see the selfishness. I see the sin. But when I take a good look at God, a good look, I see the forgiveness that only he can give. And when I get that forgiveness in my life, then I'm able to give it to other people in their lives. I am able to forgive others because I know that Jesus has forgiven me. So how about this one? Pull out that card again. And who is there this week that you could forgive, who you could offer forgiveness to? It might be somebody who has hurt you, somebody that you have been hurt by, and you need to go to them and say, I've not talked to you for a long time. Let's get this going again. Let's connect again. Or it might be somebody you know that's just under a burden of guilt in their lives. They're just hurting. And you need to let them know that God has forgiven them, just like he's forgiven all of us. Write their name down and then make plans this week to let them know about God's forgiveness. 
If you're going to become a world-class lover, you have to accept people the way God accepts you. You have to value people the way God values you. You have to forgive others the way God forgives you. And then fourth one, this is important. I must believe in others like Jesus believes in me. I must believe in others like Jesus believes in me. Did you know all around you are people with low self-esteem? Everybody has insecurities, everybody. If you don't think you got insecurities, you're in denial or you're lying because you have insecurities. In fact, I've discovered that even the more successful people become, the more insecure they often become. And studies have shown that the younger you were when you first experienced rejection, the more serious it is in your life. So it's almost like a curse when people say, you're not gonna mount anything, you won't matter, you're, you're, you're not. How do you reverse a curse? You start believing what Jesus says about you instead of believing what other people say about you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, Jesus taught us that the greatest commandments are to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. We want to do this, but sometimes it's so difficult and we often fall short. That's why Pastor Rick created How to Love Like Jesus, a free download which includes the special bonus teaching, Six Ways to Tame Your Temper, and you can get it for free right now by texting the word FREE to 800-600-5004. That's the word FREE to 800-600-5004. One of the main reasons Pastor Rick started Daily Hope was to share the hope of Jesus Christ with people around the world. And because of your prayers and financial gifts, we're now reaching over 35 million people every month. But there are still billions of people who need to hear the good news. Would you prayerfully consider giving a gift to Daily Hope today to help reach even more people for Jesus Christ? And when you do, we'll send you Pastor Rick's 40 Days of Love video-based Bible study to say thanks for your support of this ministry. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you more. Jesus says that the two most important things you can do while you're here on earth are to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, life is all about love. Now, as believers, it's not just enough to talk about love or to read about love or to discuss love. We must show it. We must exhibit it by the way we treat other people. Now, the Bible says that we do this. We learn to be genuinely loving people by relying on the love that God has for us. That's why I put together a six-session study kit called 40 Days of Love, It includes a study guide and a six-session DVD that will teach you the habits of a loving heart. Now, you can go through it by yourself, but really, how are you going to learn to love by yourself? You need to do it in a small group with two or three friends or even more. Just get some friends and some neighbors and say, let's learn how to really love, and let's study this together for 40 days. Now, 40 Days of Love is going to teach you why love matters most more than anything else. And it's going to teach you what the Bible means when it says that love is patient and love is kind and love speaks the truth. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love is forgiving. Now, I want to tell you something. This is a life-changing study. It changed my life when I did it. And it's going to change your life and those that you share it with. 
And if you really want to grow spiritually, you've got to learn how to love. Now, this month, we're offering the 40 Days of Love Study Kit for a financial gift to Daily Hope Ministries. I want everybody to be able to enjoy this study, so all I ask is that you help support Daily Hope Ministries. Now, I know some of you can afford a little bit more than others, and I appreciate that. It helps us keep on the air and helps us spread the message to other uh, stations. But some of you, you're going through tough times and you don't have a whole lot. That's okay. I know you work hard for what you earn. I promise that whatever you give, no matter how large or small, that every cent that you send in to support Daily Hope goes right back into the ministry. I do this ministry for free. I take no money from it. And so you can be certain that any gift you give is helping spread the hope we have in Christ here at home and even all around the world. To give a gift and receive the 40 Days of Love Study Kit, go to PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for supporting this ministry and be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.